0: For June 12, 2018, this is episode 73 of the PHP Roundtable. Today, we talk about improving our PHP code with static analyzers. I'm your host, Sammy K. Powers. A little status update on the PHP Roundtable elephants. If you missed the big announcement, PHP Roundtable, this little podcast you're listening to right now, has its very own elephant. Yes, listen to episode 72, which is the one right before this, for all the details on it, but I I just wanted to give you a little bit of a status update. I wanted to give away as many of these little things as possible, so... I made a bunch of them available for user groups and PHP events as raffles and giveaways. And I was completely swamped with the overwhelming responses from user group admins and uh, all these people from around the world. But I'm proud to say that as of yesterday, I was able to clear out my inbox of all the requests. So if you requested an elephant um, for your user group or your PHP event, you should have a response from me sitting in your in your email inbox. But I also wanted to point out that the elephants that were set aside for PHP user groups and PHP events have all been claimed, and most of them have already been shipped out. My girlfriend, Heather, back here, she gets a huge mad props for helping me stuff the packages yesterday. So if you were one of the lucky user groups or PHP events to claim one of the elephants, your package is on its way to you. Now the thing is, the most of the lucky user groups were outside of the States, which made the shipping pretty dang expensive for me, coming from... These states. $292.84 was the grand total to ship out all those free elephants. So I posted on Tweeterville or Twitterland yesterday to ask if anybody would be willing to sponsor half of the shipping costs in exchange for a PHP roundtable elephant. And by this morning, there were two potential sponsors already ready to pay for that. And one of them, one of them still pending, but the other one was Mark Baker. So huge shout out to Mark Baker for sponsoring a big chunk of the shipping costs. And it's because of Mark's help that we were able to send out these elephants to get people from around the world an elephant. Maybe it's their very first one. Um, so he's Mark underscore Baker on Twitter. So join me in giving him some mad, tr- uh, mad Twitter love, especially if you were one of the lucky user groups getting an elephant. And Mark, I dropped your PHP round table elephant in the mail today. So you should be getting it hopefully pretty soon. Uh, one last thing. All this means is that there's a lot of user groups out there now that have a PHP round table elephant waiting to be given away and raffled off. So if you want to get one, Make sure you go to your local user group, because your group might just have one of the elephants to give away, and you might just get it. So that would be sweet. All right, that's my status update for the PHP Roundtable elephant. Now let's see what we're actually talking about today. Static analysis. What is that? Static analysis is a fancy word to describe a tool that basically looks at your code and gives you some helpful hints on how to improve it. The PHP community has a rich set of static analyzers to choose from, and today we are discussing some details about what these nifty little tools do and how we might be able to incorporate the tools into our daily development flow. Now that we know what we're talking about, let's meet our panel, and as always, in no particular order, we have Andre Miertes, who is the creator of PHP Stan and tries to make a living by developing open source. He is currently obsessed with continuous delivery and travels to conferences around Europe to share his experiences as CTO. There he offers his expertise as a consultant and organizes trainings. Welcome, Andre. Hello. Really glad to be here. Absolutely. We also have Craig Duncan coming back for another round. He is an avid open source contributor. He maintains a bunch of his own open source libraries and and recently took over development of PHP League's Climate Package. He also dips into PHP internals from time to time, fixing bugs and adding some improvements to the language. And he is the one that we blame so hard in the episode 71 for breaking all the things in PHP 7.2. Welcome back, Craig. Hi. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we have Vladimir <laughs> am, I, am I close? Almost, almost. Oh, good. Hi. Uh-oh. How would you pronounce it? Uh,
1: Reznychenko.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I wish I could say it as beautifully as you as you say it. Vladimir is writing static code analyzers for PHP Storm and IntelliJ IDEA. Welcome, Vladimir.
1: Thank you. Happy to join the round.
0: Absolutely. And finally, we have Damien Sigi, lead developer for ExeCat Static Analyzer and the proud owner of an elephant herd that has elephant number zero no bum tag is that right
2: it's actually the well we call him the Trisale, the great grandfather if you really want
0: Ah, ooh, nice so thank you for the invitation absolutely thank you for coming on thank you all for coming on we got a lot to talk about uh wow so static analyzers so we know that there's these basically these tools that help us look at our code that's kind of the higher up look at it but but not all static analyzers are the same, right? There's a bunch of different types?
1: That's correct. Especially in the PHP community, basically we have a really a lot of analyzers, different types. Some things like uh, from code style to some really security issues, it's really wide range.
2: Yeah, if you simply look at the three uh, static analyzers that for which we have author tonight, uh, some of them run in command line, others run directly in the IDE, others uh, run and produce audits. So um, there's both in the way they in the fields where they uh, they apply and the way they run. They are very very different. For those of you who want to try to look for a static analyzer, my current list has ninety of them uh, listed together with different uh, applications and different way of running. So there's a lot of choice for everyone.
3: Yeah, and each of them have different let's say frequency. How often you should run them? Run them. So some of them you run occasionally on a code base just to check that. Everything's fine and no no area is growing too fast and everything everything is decoupled and uh, some of them you pro- for example run when you inherited legacy code base and you want to see which place to refactor first or how how good the code is and some analyzers are meant to be run in continuous integration on every build and. They are best suited to run besides tests to see if there's any bug.
0: That's great. So, what are some of the things that uh, static analy- analyzers typically find in our code? That uh, that like, what's the kind of like the point? Say, someone's never used a static analyzer. What can they expect to kind of uncover from their code that maybe they never realized before?
3: Static analyzers can find potential potential bugs that can, for example. that are finding a potential bug that means that the code might be fine as it is but for example if you pass a different parameter to a function than you are passing now then the function might crash or the bug can be more obvious that it will always crash and the code isn't executed or it's just a bug that to be found by the developer or by the user. Other static analyzers can find uh, security vulnerabilities so for example they can recognize if uh, your code is prone to SQL injection, or some static analyzers can find code with different formatting than your team agreed upon. So, they are coding standard checkers, or, and other analyzers can, for example, find some code smells like uh, some function is too long, or you are not you, you are not using not enough uh, descriptive names, etc.
2: I like to. Uh... To see that as a progression, you, you, usually people come to static analysis for bugs, so things that are really uh, you know polluting your code, and then there's there's kind of a, a progression uh, from bugs. You go to clean code, removing things like dead code, the things that should not be in the in the uh, the current source base, and then uh, you may think uh, about uh, improvement. So, for example, very classic one: um, if you're not used to you, if you don't know about a curriculum. Well, the static analyzer can be able to detect that pattern and, and tell you that you should improve your code with that. Um, from there, you can go to what I call locally idioms, uh, which is basically the way you practice PHP uh, in your team or in your company. Just like, um, if you think about it, English may have different you know, dialect depending on the North American, the Canadian one, the British, or whatever. There are little differences that are specific to the country. Well, that's probably the same here, and... static analysis you can you can actually look at that and know what are the local preferences and things you do and you don't and finally just looking at the code reviewing it well you learn a lot of things that can be extracted and documented like automatic documentation extracted from the code to tell you which extension to compile which version it's compatible with or so so there's there's a wide wide range of
1: um, of tasks that uh, static analysis can undertake yeah, also some interesting use cases uh, just from my practice. We are in the IDE, and what I get feedback from the people often that juniors really start learning new features fast. So we have some group as language level migration, which basically teaches the dog new tricks, and that's super productive for the juniors to learn the language or new skills outdated. I don't know, it was 10 years for Java to try PHP. The learning curve goes really fast also with static code analysis.
0: That's really cool. So is the ultimate goal from to run a static analyzer in our code base, have it give us all these really cool ideas to, to make our code better and get our code up to snuff, like get it a clean bill of health so that you're basically ha- passing 100% of all the static analyzer tests?
1: <laughs> that's a challenging task. I guess everyone's going to agree on that.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: that that's, well, that's not possible. I, I can't... Currently, I count something like above 600 analyses with Exacat, so that's, that's a long time just to review all of them. And what I like to mention is also I, I have some of them that are kind of contrary one to each other. For example, there is one that will spot uh, what I call single usage variable. You say, you know, you, you took a, take a value, you put it into a variable. The next line, you put the variable into a string, and that's done. And in the same time, there's another one that tells you that uh, the, complex, the expression is too complex, And at that point, either you want to remove all those single-use variables, but you may end up with a huge and very complex expression, or you want to remove the complex expression, and then you will end up lots of readability single-use variable. So it's not possible. What what is sure is you have have to make a choice. And I think that most of the static analyzer provide you with a reference, make your choice, cherry-pick every single analysis that's important to you, and then use them. There you can reach 100%.
3: So for static analysis tools that are meant to be run as part of uh, CI, like uh, PHPStan, you should configure it in a way that the build is green, that it passes, that it uh, exits with uh, code 0 on the command line, so that there shouldn't be any errors or warnings. Of course, it uh, usually means that uh, you have to ignore, ignore some errors so the data passes, but you should make sure that it actually uh, checks something.
0: Gotcha. So so as part of, like as you mentioned, a continuous integration setup, if you wanted to have that automatic uh, code analysis going on, um, if if I have a code base that's sort of stuck in one of those situations um, where it was like, um, now I've got all these like single-use variables versus this is too complex... How do I get it so that it, it does return green? i say I've chosen, like I want a bunch of like, single-use variables, but I still need this to return green every time I want to deploy. How do you alleviate that particular situation?
2: Hmm. Well, usually, since those, those two forces are pushing one direction or the other, you have to make a choice. What is the importance? Do you, do you care about having more variables, or do you want to, the code to be more readable? Most of the time, you end up with focusing on what's important to the developer and what's human readable. So, yeah, that's that's uh, we, the static analysis make the make the link between the the code. I would say assembly, if we want to to be really technical, but uh, really code and things that we can use and we can understand. So, when there whenever, whenever there is a choice, um, anything that's around human human
1: nature is is probably the best uh, the best guess. And generally, we. are each analyzer comes with default rules. Normally in analyzer, in my case, I guess, in case of Damien, there are some analyzers which are there, uh, but they kind of rejected in, in a while and they disabled the default configuration. So you can both ways, you can disable some rules, which just because we are human, we have opinions, and to sell analyzer to the team, you need to disable something. Or you can enable some rules the same way
3: so what really worked for me that if you are standing in front of a decision you should make a meeting with your team which is a great great reason for get to the, get together and to actually vote what the team prefers in a democratic way if you are standing for example in front of a decision what code style you should use where do you want to write your parentheses, etc et
0: and if there's an error that continues to show up in in a particular run and we have kind of decided you know what this is um the way it is because of x y and z reasons it's always going to show up as an error for the static analyzer but we also want to add this little step um to be checked every time we deploy to production is there a way to sort of like say okay this section of code um just ignore this for the static analyzer because we've made this
3: choice on purpose yes it should be able to ignore it cool
0: now how do you how do you go about making that decision though like Okay, I want to ignore this part because I'm sure the very first time you run a static analyzer on your code base, if you've never done it before, it's probably going to find a thousand things wrong, right? And you're like, I'm not going to be able to fix all this before we our next deployment, right? So how, like, what's the best way to kind of get a static analyzer into our, our CI stack?
4: Well, that was kind of how I stepped into it. Um, at first, finding out about all these tools, I tried to run them, like you say, as part of the, the CI, and you just get hundreds of errors and don't know where to go. Um, what really helped me was getting it from the IDE, so I started using PHPStorm and, and the stuff in there. Um, and I just find that's a lot helpful because you can just do it while you're writing the code. So while you're working on a particular piece of code, um, you know your IDE will flag up things, tell you things there and then, and you can fix those. Or while you're working on some legacy code, you can get them flagged up and kind of fix them. Kind of do it piecemeal like that and, and gradually work towards then introducing it in CI. Yeah,
1: that's basically scout rule. Uh so keep the new code clean, and so if we take any code analyzer uh, which has different things we have pyramid of um, different warnings, errors on the top, in the middle, you have warnings and the weak warnings on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So your, if static code analyzer emits uh, severity, so you know which type of uh, severity is this, you can start with uh, errors for sure. And maybe you get lucky to reach the pyramid bottom and work out the weak warnings. Uh, But the real value for the project in short term is to take the pyramid top and recheck, suppress, and clean up this one that gives tons of value uh, with any analyzer. When when working with uh, legacy code, um, I like to
2: usually take two criteria. Uh, at the same time, uh, when one is uh, how easy uh, how easy is the, the the report to be fixed, because one fixed report usually means that's something less to care to care about. And the other one is how infrequent is the uh, this error. So, for example, based on uh, on uh, different audits from Exacat, we have uh, a list of all the analysis. Uh, the analysis and we know how frequent they are, so when an unfrequent error strike, it's usually interesting because something really special happens. So I kind of married both of them, you know, uh, either it's easy and, and unfrequent, then and usually I take a look. If it's just an, easy, an unfrequent or, or easy, then yeah, there's a choice to be made there.
3: If you are looking to incorporate a static analyzer into your continuous integration build, you really want to strive to have uh, a green build as soon as possible. So there are several strategies that you can use. For example, uh, PHPStan uses uh, strictness levels that are there out of the box and each level adds new specific checks. So it's really easy to get started and to improve the existing code base based on that. So for example, the first level, level zero, that runs by default, It only does basic checks like uh, function calls and uh, method calls on types that it can be really sure about. So, for example, method calls on this and static calls. And as you increase levels, more involved checks are done. So, for example, on level two, the PHP docs are started to be validated and checked. And uh, method calls on not just on this, but on any object are started to be checked so uh, you can start with php stand on level zero, you can make it to the green build, uh, merge it to master, run it on, in your CI continuously and if you have time for example while uh, you are doing for example some hackathon or refactoring you can try to run a higher level and fix errors based on that. Uh, another approach that's completely different is to uh, run the maximum level or run some same level like uh, level 5 out of 7 and to generate a log file of all reported errors by the tool and version, version the, this log file to put it uh, into git. And you should make sure that this uh, log file stays up to date with each commit, so you should make it part of the diff of your pull request. So the one that uh, is doing the code review of the pull request can see what kind of errors are removed or added uh, with, the, with the new code. So there's, that's another way how to kind of keep uh, the reported errors under control. And another most complex approach is to, with a bit more work and configuration, is to uh, mesh more tools together. So you can actually uh, run PHPStan, and then you can filter uh, the output of the tool by open source package called ReviewDoc that gets your uh, GitHub or Bitbucket credentials, and that can actually report errors only on changed lines and command them directly in the web user interface. So that's another way how to uh, make use of the static analyzer as soon as possible.
0: Very cool. I love the idea of starting with like kind of a lower level or strictness for the static in- analyzer and working your way up. So if you really want to feel good about yourself, start on level 0 where it's only going to find a few errors, right? And then try to run the one with the max level and then feel horrible about yourself because it's finding a thousand error- errors. Is that is that the idea? <laughs>
3: yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's really hard to achieve the highest levels because it also requires you to write the code in a specific way. So for example, the highest level that was developed based on some feature request was to report that you are calling methods and accessing properties on objects that are possibly null. So for example, if you have a getter, but that getter has a nullable type hint, and then you are calling something directly on the value returns from the getter, you are risking that you will be calling method on a null, which is an error but the mistake that developers uh, usually do is that there's some knowledge that they are applying to the code under development that is not obvious from type hints. So, for example, they know that if they first ask the object, uh, for example, hasName, and if the hasName method returns true, that they can safely call getName and that will never return null but the static analyzer cannot know that there's no way there's no connection between the hesser and the getter so that's something that will be uh, reported on level 7 if you don't spend more time with configuration or writing some kind of extension that helps phP understand such code
1: yeah so that's also by the way just a little bit side but uh, static analyzers in uh, generally uh, have also kind of subsplit some ones uh, really respect the PHP docs. Some ones rely on the code execution. Uh, for, for us, it was quite hard cut to keep the focus in our project, and we decided to skip the PHP doc creative things, and we basically try to analyze it. real workflow, real type hints, and kind of we don't trust PHP doc. Uh, so that's different for my project and for PHP 10. I just use it for my projects, and there I have often to really maintain PHP doc, and that's kind of a challenge for that.
0: Absolutely. So, Vladimir, with your project, you actually your, your static analyzer integrates directly into specifically PHP Storm, correct?
1: And idea, idea Ultimate.
0: Very cool. And I really like that it's as simple as right-clicking on your project and saying analyze, right? And it basically just goes through the whole thing and tries to find... Basically, problems with the code, and it just gives you that those those type hints or, or not type hints those those little those little what do you call them at the bottom where they, where it's like you should do this, the notifications, hints <laughs> hints 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 yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so that's uh, that's I, co- I call this real time uh, That's that's also when you do development uh, just you type some code in it it works. Yes, you type hints, but also Altender works for majority of things. So we not only complain, we also fix it, at least how we think it's right. There are some false positive bugs, but in general, uh, that's kind of our superpower. We not complain, we also fix things.
0: So I, I noticed that um, uh, maybe a lot of people are familiar with PHP Storm without without the static analysis aspect, but they, they already get a little bit of static analysis out of the box, right? Like the, it'll still help you with little things here and there. What is it that adding this plugin will actually enhance versus what's, what's already part of PHP Storm?
1: Uh, it will challenge everyone who dare to install it. Just kidding. <laughs> so we passed already for years uh, development cycle. It was really, really super opinionated at the beginning. Now we soften the default configuration. So if you install the plugin, um, you almost have all the sharp corners fixed for you over the four years. You get some big portion of bugs, um, security issues, control flow things. Um, specifically, control flow is, helps a little bit better as the rules to check your code. So there is a bunch of everything. Uh, we try to keep focus, but it's currently bugs, security, and control flow.
0: That's really cool. If we were to try to integrate all the things that we've been talking about, if we have... The, the static analyzer in PHP Storm we analyze our code we have we fixed as many of the things that it found as possible but we also have say PHP Stan kind of sitting there between our deployment stack and it finds a slightly different things or, or is looking at it a slightly different way how is the best way to sort of address using multiple static analyzers across the board
1: uh, I do some cross promotion so if you use PHP Storm Stan You have to use PHP 10. And for reports, you have to use Execut. So there is kind of specialization for that. I just can give an example of what I do. Let's say each analyzer has superpower because we need to analyze what, uh, what we are good at, what are really demanded on the market, and everyone has these specific features. So you have to combine multiple of them to reach the good result.
3: Yes, use all of them. <laughs> use all the analyzers.
2: There's 90 of them at the moment, so it's a, it's a really long uh, thing to install all of them. Uh, but yeah, it's true also that um, the different, uh, different teams will focus on different aspects, and uh, the tools um, are trying or testing different uh, aspects of the code. So um, probably you, you have to choose the one that is most adapted to your, to your situation. And actually, I think this is really exciting in terms of uh, working in that field because there's lots of, um, there's lots of different problems to, uh, to solve. Type Hint is one of them. Uh, dependencies inside the coder is another one. Supporting legacy uh, uh, code source is another one. And all the tools work differently. So um, there's no way you can replace one with the other at the moment.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I was really curious about the specific ways that you might use one static analyzer on a greenfield project that you're starting out fresh or one that you've inherited. Maybe it's a legacy code base. Um, and kind of before you even look at the code base, do you run a static analyzer on it or do you start poking around right away? Or what... I'm curious to hear y'all's approach on a static, um, I'm sorry, on a legacy code base.
2: On the, on the legacy code base, I actually have a, have a, in a very interesting uh, session that I do for an hour where we actually uh, review some, some code that is unknown and we just look at a million line of code uh, without actually looking or knowing whatever about the project and by the end of the hour it's very surprising but you can have a very precise opinion about this piece of code if you want to use it if you want to uh, take over the maintenance or so. so at the moment, using static analysis to review legacy code is very interesting and saving a lot of time and also building a lot of trust in, uh, in what you're going to do uh, in a moment. So probably at that point, uh, Exacat is the one that extracts mo- the most uh, documentation from uh, any, uh, any piece of code and, and use it as a-, as a whole system. So it will, uh, it will probably give you the better, uh, you know, uh, far view and global view of, of a piece of code. No, I think if you're starting from zero PHP stand or inspection are really better because then you have you have a clean code you can directly choose the most modern approaches and uh, and and start with zero errors from the from the at the batch uh, as I say. So yeah, that's that would be the main difference.
3: It's easiest to start using PHPStan on the highest level if you have zero code. So you can start with the strictest <laughs> approach from the start. <laughs>
1: Confirmed, I do this, so we have a uh, Greenfield project. So, the first thing I was uh, at CI, so let's say in IDE we can do something, but it's at uh, the way there are some colleagues who don't use speech, speech We have to respect that, not everyone uses IDEs. Uh, so, we have to integrate something in CI. The, the Greenfield things was uh, Code Style Fixer uh, by Darius Raminsky, so to consolidate the coding style and php 10 7 version to ensure that from the scratch we enforce type hints all the things to be done uh, with modern uh, features so php seven, uh, seven, 7 level of php 10 uh saved a few times uh, my builds so that's for sure if you take something take maximum strictness if you can cannot stay on this level try to relax the level it's also relates relates to the mic Uh, Project So we had some meetups where people just say, okay, that's too complex. We disable the plugin and then we just end up, okay, disable these groups and keep the probable bugs at least on it. You get profit even on legacy code.
3: Yeah, so I think that this is where PHP uh, really shines because uh, when you are combining uh, dynamic language with static analyzer, you can choose which parts of your code you want to check really strictly, and where you probably want to be a little bit more loose. So when you compare this to a compiled, compiled language like Java or C-Sharp, you can you always have to satisfy the compiler with the uh, correct types. But in PHP, you can be a little bit more creative because the language does not limit you that much. But if you run a static analyzer on a code base for a dynamic language, then you are basically getting the same advantages when you are using a compiler for a compiled language.
0: Would you say static analyzers are specifically um, more useful in dynamic languages like PHP and JavaScript and things, or or is there even any use for static analyzers in more static languages or, or, or um, what do you call them? Strict type languages or static type languages
3: No question. So in case of PHP stand, partly it supplies the role of the compiler because PHP uh, doesn't have one. But it isn't true that uh, static static language, compiled language, uh, doesn't need a static analyzer because uh, the compiler uh, has a role to just compile and run your code. But so it does a lot of checks for you. But the static analyzer can do a lot more for you. So the creator of static analyzer can probably uh, think of uh, many more rules than just the developers of the compiler. So I think it's valuable to have static analyzers for both dynamic and static languages.
1: Uh, Yes, I wanted to just basically summarize quite the same, but shortly uh, that there is. For sure market out there and actually it's more commercial analyzers It means top, topic makes more money it's more demanded on the markets like c plus on the java on java it's high competition for different static code analyzers just because of scope you can find some conditional issues you can find in this case of c with static code analyzer memory leaks issues so all these things which makes or helps production can be normally found in the source code. So that's any programming language where people involved, people do mistakes. Static code analysis can cover this topic.
0: I just want to give a shout out to Colin O'Dell, who is watching the PHP Roundtable Live on the big screen. Uh, sitting there doing development with uh, the php roundtable all large on his on his big tv so hey colin um he's also said speaking of static analyzers uh if anyone is working or has a working php stand config for drupal 8 please let me know so if anybody has that ping colin odell on twitter he's wanting to uh talk with you about it no doubt um i do want to um kind of shift gears a little bit about um, when using a static analyzer in our uh, continuous integration, when we have certain um, things that it's complaining about or things that we haven't gotten a chance to, to address yet, if if we keep seeing these error messages and warnings and, and, and messages and notifications all the time about our uh, things that we can improve on our code bases, uh, one of the criticisms is that maybe we just start tuning those out and we just start, start getting this sort of like white noise of static analyzers equals stuff we can ignore. Um, what are some, uh, some advice from you all about how we can prevent that from happening, say working with a team of, of developers uh, who have continuous integration in their continuous uh, development or this continuous integration?
2: I think we've already mentioned the fact that there should be kind of levels, so first among the whole list of tools, don't use all of them, just select the important rule for your team, and then anytime there's too too much feedback, then you can actually disable that rule in particular and decide that you will come back later or not care about it. Um, I like I like to um, to, to I have a, I have a part of the audit at Exacat where we, I call that the local idiom the things that you decide for example you may decide for echo or print or printf that could be a you know religious war if we decide uh, to de- to agree or disagree tonight but usually for one team or for another it happens and. When you look at the the actual result from the different code bases, there are situations where there's like 95% of everyone using either echo or print or printf. So there's kind of a standard that's emerging naturally. And sometimes it's just not decided. And it may be part of the team, I would say, character to decide which one is important or not. And same for uh, analysis um, in general. You can decide that uh, adding the parentheses around two donuts is uh, is important. Well, just just let it uh, let it uh, go, or or come back later when you know exactly what what you want to do about that.
0: Very cool. So I'm curious, uh, we're, we've been talking about mainly um, finding bugs in the code and things like that. What And we, we kind of briefly mentioned that, that static analyzers can, can find security issues. Are there specific tools out there that will help find security issues within PHP code specifically? Or is there some sort of setting we can invoke on, on any of the static analyzers we've been talking about that, that will specifically find, like, I'm looking for SQL injections or something like that?
1: The leader on the market is uh, Leaps Technologies, they have this PHP uh, targeting security-focused analyzer that's actually to find problems like SQL injections, uh, code execution, uh, problems related to unserialized, that's one case. Also there is uh, advisories from Symfony, there is also packages um, written by Krabios which is security related it's firewall which prevents you from installing the vulnerable uh, packages via composer that's a little bit another type of security things
3: the whole repository just consists of composer json file with all the conflicting versions yeah very efficient Uh, i couldn't imagine anything
0: easier before i'm i'm guessing this is just sounding like the bee's knees for everything that we ever needed to do for our code. So if we just run all the static analyzers on our code and we get our code up to snuff, we don't really need a human review anymore, right? I mean, is thats that... Is that- is that the case? No, so
2: that's. that's <laughs> well, first, you need someone to write that, that famous code. So, uh, you need someone to write the static analyzer. And believe me, there's one a, a, a degree of magnitude, an order of magnitude higher yeah. to write it compared to actually write code. So, that's, that's one thing. Uh, secondly, uh, usually, I would say uh, static analyzers start with things as low as coding conventions. And it can go up to conception, but you don't know also what uh, what you put in the code and why you put it. It's a little bit like saying if I, if my grammar, if my English grammar is good, then what I'm going to say makes sense. That's not exactly the case. And here it's it's exactly the the situation. So static analyzer will be able to check a number of logical mistakes, math errors, or you know combinations that are not uh, right in the code. But in the same time, when you reach conception, you don't know if it's the customer who buys something or the furniture who buys something, Or, for example. Uh, I'm, I'm not kidding. This is a kind of a personal experience. But um, the idea is that at conception level, there are decisions that are completely beyond the scope of strategic analyzing. So uh, we just have to look at that and say, okay, maybe we can find a paradox here, but that's all.
4: Yeah, it's just a, another tool for the box, isn't it? And, um like, rather than code review, one thing I find incredibly useful, again, going back to the, the IDE stuff we were talking about before, is that it, it reduces the the cycle that we often go through with PHP, you know, write some code, save it, go and refresh, see what happened. Um, with static analysis built into your IDE, that just gets so much quicker to do because rather than typing it, having to save it and go and see your mistake, your, your static analysis can tell you your mistake as you're typing it, you fix it, you carry on going, it's just so much quicker.
3: So I think that static analyzers can assist you during code review a lot, so it would be really wasteful to waste uh, developer time on finding issues that can be automated. So it would be really wasteful if your developers have to point out uh, different formatting than uh, your coding standard uses or to point out obvious errors that can be found automatically. But as Damien said, there are still aspects of your code that need need to be checked by a human, basically.
0: So static analyzers are really good at doing their job, but doesn't, doesn't encompass everything is what you're saying, I'm, I'm assuming. Because you have that human aspect, like does the chair buy the chair or does the human buy the chair? And you also probably have that runtime aspect where this is static analysis, right? It's static code. It's not in the runtime. So we don't get the things like the segfault uh, error that happens during runtime and PHP potentially that we've talked about in previous episodes. But static analyzers probably wouldn't be able to find those types of things, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a C
1: static analyzer checking the PHP core code it could find maybe, not 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 our end.
3: <laughs> but that's that's not intended for the userland code in PHP applications.
0: <laughs> you know, you know what we need to do is combine AI with static analysis and the runtime, and then suddenly we don't even need a human review anymore, and then it's just it covers everything, right?
3: <laughs> and we we all be all unemployed. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: One of the human impacts that static analysis has is the fact that you know that your code is going to be reviewed by something else. So first, if you're a team of one, if you're just writing a little script, but you want someone else to review it, it's not always easy you know, to go to someone and say, okay, review that and criticize my code. Uh, sometimes you want something else to, to check it, something that will be completely neutral, and, and then True. you look at that and say, oh, D. And the story I like to, to mention is that how many times do I improve Exacat? I, I look at, I do some, uh, some audits on someone else's code. I find something stupid, strange, illogical, whatever. I turn that into an analysis. And usually, what do I do? I find the same stuff in my own code. So after that, either I have time to fix it, it's simple enough. So then I fix that, and I'm adamant that this is a rule that has to be checked. Or oh, I don't have time to check everything. And then I usually say, oh, yeah, it's good. And it's uh, it can be left over, you know. So, um, But then still, um, knowing that someone else, something else is going to review your code and tell you something is wrong makes you cut much less corner than if you know that it's just going to run and whoever cares.
3: I liked pointing out issues in other people's code so that I wrote a tool for it. <laughs> <laughs> you automated that process. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's good.
1: Uh, same here, same here. We learn a lot, so particularly some things. Uh, just sent like like a, a geek by I mean, just like, look what have been fixed here. We make fun and they make room out of it.
0: Yes. Well, I, Damien, I, when you brought up that point about um, having someone else look at your code, has you knowing that someone else is going to be judging your code versus just running it against a static analyzer does have a huge effect. If I write something for open source, I write code very differently than if I just write it for code that isn't going to be seen by very many people. And In fact, when I run a static analyzer on it and it finds certain things, I'm like, You know, this is sort of the thing that I like to do. I like to cut these corners with the static analyzers complaining like crazy. And if I had written this in open source, I would have not cut that corner. Um, But I love how it also points out where there's something that I want to be doing consistently, but I'll just miss it in one or two places, like adding class, uh, what do you call it, Uh, member visibility on uh, class constants, which we didn't get till 7.1. I think it was Uh, 7.1. And and the static analyzer is going to find that and be like, hey, these are these don't have any um, visibility on them. You should probably uh, define the visibility, <laughs> and uh, you know PHP is not going to complain, but the static analyzer will. Um, mm-hmm. And now now my code can be consistent because it found those two places where I missed it. Um, and I love that aspect about the static analyzers. Uh, but I love I love how you brought up that it's so different when a human looks at it, and when a when a uh, a computer looks at it. it, definitely changes the way you code.
3: <laughs> That's why it's good to run it as part of CI build because then you can't forget to run it. It will tell you. Also some insight. the most horrible
1: code you can find whatever it will be PHP code or Java code analyzer itself. So we, on my end, it's <laughs> because of all, false positive, our, I assume that we have all the same trouble, that our code is quite ugly compared to what we force people to do.
0: <laughs> so do you do any static
3: analysis on, on the static analyzer itself? <laughs> of course. Yes. PHP stun passes <laughs> PHP stun. <stone. laughs> <laughs> And That's it often, cool. often finds errors in itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. I love a
0: project that can run it on itself, like PHP unit can run on itself. You know, static analyzers can run on themselves. I, I just love that, that aspect about certain tools. I, we kind of need to start wrapping up a little bit. Uh, I'm just curious, are there things... That you all do to really push static analyzers to a more advanced level, other than just kind of running the code and seeing what errors come out.
1: Um, can you uh, uh, elaborate a little bit more what you're doing?
0: Well, I, are there are there certain types of integrations that you might put in uh, to a static analyzer, or, or somehow incorporate into the code in a way that's that's kind of just beyond running the analyzer on a code base and then trying to fix the errors, like maybe adding some automation on top of that or um, seeing if you can go ahead and add those uh, visibility properties on, on class members for me without, uh, without me having to go in there and do it?
2: Yeah, I think one, one of the features I prefer uh, with the PHP inspection is the fact that there are quick fixes. So actually, when it finds something that's simple enough to uh, to fix, um, it can just do the 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 work the work uh, for you across all the uh, all the application. You just check that everything is fine, and then you validate it. So uh, being able to find at least for the simplest uh, mistakes, the one that can that has no uh, no choice to make when you you're fixing it, um, then that's that's really uh, something great.
3: So I thought about this, but it's really hard. If PHPStan finds a bug, then how the bug should be fixed. Because, for example, if I find an unused constructor parameter, then I have no idea if it can be removed or if the developer forgot to assign it to a property, for example. So the most bugs PHPStan finds, it's really hard to know how how to fix them. So PHPStan doesn't yet fix errors that it finds.
1: Uh, I will, do, will not do any self promotion. It was done already by my colleagues. Uh, I just point out the direction of phP code style fixer uh, and it's let's say predecessor uh, code sniffer so code fixer has some risky uh, rules which you can enable and some of them contributed by me. they kind of the same quick fixes by the coming by. CI level. So if you check the documentation it says fixer you can find some things which migrate even your PHP unit level to the new versions. So it can automate. And code sniffer has different rule sets which fits a lot but uh, there is a, co- a component tool for code sniffer code beautifier which is capable to fix some of things which are done. But my preference for sure it's code sniffer Called the style fixer because it's let's say newer generation and these guys really save a lot of my time to reformat code in different ways
3: one one static analysis tool that wasn't mentioned yet is actually php-l it's built-in linting in the php executable itself and what it does is basically just uh, looking for syntax errors basis, So it won't tell you that uh, some class cannot be loaded because it has, for example, some abstract methods or the parent class cannot be found. But it will tell you if you are missing a semicolon. So that's a good first step how to probably start with uh, static analysis in your workflow.
0: I was just about to ask, what, where, do you, where would be the best place to start it, say if you didn't uh, already use static analyzers? In my experience, it's been as easy as install it and then analyze the code base, right? Like, it's, it's pretty much no more complicated than that. Is that the, pretty much the advice is install it and then just run it against the code base and see what happens?
2: <laughs> my, my usually first advice is I actually use static analysis for relaxation. And I'm, I'm, I really do that. I mean... Um, Running the audit itself, it may take a little time or or more or less, depending on the tool. But then you can do that while you're doing some code. And then you end up with uh, 15 minutes maybe to to spare. And then you can take a look at that. The the system has already looked into the code, find some interesting pattern, and I just have to do the diagnostic and do the odd part, which is solving the problem if there is one. So within fifteen minutes, I have time to go into a to one place, remove a, a no cream operator, turn that into a full-blown ex, uh, exception, and and actually catch the exception later. Okay, fifteen minutes. That's that's all I need, and I'm going to make my, my code better and feel a lot better about it. So if you don't want to go straight into the uh, integration, uh, the continuous integration. Well, you can start you know, manually doing that. Having the audit always ready, so if you have some time to lose, go there, look at that, fix one thing, and once you get the use the, the habit of it, you will need uh, more automation.
1: Just curious, who has started at which point to static analyzer? Because for me, it started when I start to use Storm. It gives you by default this red things or blue things, or gray, gray, yellow, and I start to research what is this, why it's trying to complains. So oh, with the time um, it's come to the mind okay i do something wrong you get used you improve yourself at some point you say okay that's not enough i need new challenge it was my path to what i do so i'm just curious about other guys
4: yeah that was the, the same for me as i said before like yeah, i tried to go all in on the um, running the static analyzers as part of ci and it's just too much to start with but yeah when i first started using php storm i, was, I just noticed how how useful it was straight away built it up from there got the code bases you know, passing more, uh, not having as many issues, and then look at, yeah, decided to use PHP stan actually quite recently.
3: It's really eye-opening when you run a static analyzer for the first time, because you thought that your code works, but turns out that it doesn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's just luck. Yeah.
0: It's so true. It just shows how forgiving the PHP runtime is. A lot of times when you run a static analyzer, you're like, wow, PHP didn't complain about any of this stuff. It runs just fine, quote unquote. <laughs> um, I, we do need to wrap it up any final thoughts on static analysis in the community of PHP
3: so right now I am the final, final phase of the dev cycle of the next version of PHPStan which is in the development for the past 6 months, I would prefer to have more frequent releases but turns out it's really hard because uh, uh, once you implement one feature then you have another idea for a feature that can be based on that and Six months later, you have uh, really huge release notes and a lot and you have a lot of work to stabilize all the work that you did. So I hope that I will release 0.10 this month and it will be a huge one.
0: Very cool. Any other final thoughts on just static analysis in general? Static analysis is,
2: is still a young field. There's a lot of ideas around there. We obviously are chasing our own. I have, a, I think, a 2009 to-do file of ideas that I can I can try here or there, missing some pieces uh, in the current engine, but that will eventually come. So um, if you want to try one, even if it starts with regex, even though I wouldn't recommend it, but it will work. So uh, give it a try. Try something on your own code. Look how many... Sometimes you can find uh, violations of things you, you th- that are important to you. And then at some point we'll probably have an, uh, you know, a generalist uh, engine that can, uh, that can re- work on, on
1: any uh, code base. Yeah, are some uh, short notes on my side. So let's say the last two years it was kind of clear-cut that we have next generation of different tools. I would count from the coder style fixer, then the speech piece time, with, with my tool, with what Damien doing, that, that clearly we have kind of next-gen uh, topic, which is just we see how that appears, and difficult to predict which direction it comes to, to, to the point. Uh, I think it's come to the point that we have a lack of resources, uh, people, for development, so with... The industry try to optimize and to reduce the routine so people can do engineering. Static code analysis here will maybe will get on place so people can get rid of these minor things and focus more on engineering things. That's some tendency for generally in our industry. Hope this happens, but who knows?
0: True that. Well, I would like to wrap this thing up with commenting that you can contribute to the PHP roundtable by going to github.com slash php roundtable and look for a little repo there called show dash notes it has the show notes in markdown so if you're comfortable listening to the php roundtable while taking notes at the same time why not just copy paste them and put them on github and i will copy paste all that stuff put it on the php roundtable.com website and give you a shout out on air for contributing to the show notes and we've had lots of people contribute show notes in the past um, and i'm uh, really grateful for everybody's uh, contribution so thank you so much for supporting the php roundtable i would like to wrap this thing up we don't have a- Developer shout out for this episode, but we will next episode. I got something special for the developer shout out. I'm really excited. Alright, so let's wrap this up with some shameless plugs. Uh let's start with Greg. Do you have anything you want to shamelessly plug? Uh no, no, nothing that can stack up to the work these guys are doing No, it's all good. It's all good. Alright, Andre, you have anything you wanna promote?
3: Probably my Twitter. You can follow me at, well, I will not try to pronounce, pronounce my Twitter username because my <laughs> Eastern European name and surname is really hard for <laughs> to spell out. So just check out the show notes and try to follow me from there. And also check out my Medium blog where I blog from time to time, mainly about static analysis.
0: Perfect. Perfect. I I actually wanted to ask you some specific questions about one of the blogs that you had posted recently about, I think it was, we were talking about doc blocks or something, and it was uh, like the nullable types versus like intersection types or something like that. Union types versus
3: intersection types. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, We'll have to talk about that later, but (laughs) that'd be another PHP roundtable, I think. (laughs) Okay. Damien, do you have anything that you want to promote?
2: Yeah. uh, Well, we, we... Well, there is Exacat for, with which we do uh, audits, but uh, I currently have 2,000 uh, open source projects that have been audited by uh, Exacat itself. So it's close to a billion line of codes, And from there, I actually extract a large number of information. So we have something called the EPIC, the uh, Exacat PHP index of code, where all the analysis have a frequency. So you know how often. Uh, for example, people use uh, the no-screen operator or do they have uh, stupid uh, uh, plus A, minus A equations and stuff like that. Um, we, we recently had the weird operator uh, list, so very uh, undocumented PHP uh, uh, docu- uh, operators, but we also have the top 100 PHP functions. So if you want to learn about PHP and just focus on the functions that are going to be the most useful to you, well, that's that's an interesting list. So. That plus the list of the ninety uh, static analyzer, and I think I found another one this afternoon. Although a static analyzer that found no error on my code is probably not good yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll commit that tomorrow for, for that for sure.
0: <laughs> true that. True that. Awesome. Well, Vladimir, do you have anything that you want to promote? Oh uh, yes, my Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> sorry for my russian
1: name. So you can try to find me by my plugin uh, or try to find. On Twitter, Kalisil. That's me. It's a unique uh, ID for the whole internet. Uh, The same with my email. (laughs) So, and shameless promotion. So, we have uh, one um, open source uh, plugin, uh, PHP Extended A. PHP Inspections A Extended, which is free and uh, stable. I try to stabilize it more and more. And there is commercial one. So, if you like Extended and you see the value, or you have a few free bugs, just buy a license for the ultimate. It's Has tons of new things about securities or companies who adapted, extended, go not to buy and love the ultimate.
0: Awesome. Well, our next episode is going to be about secrets. Secret secrets are no fun. All they do is cause pain when you try to deploy them to production. We're talking database keys, passwords, well, I don't know, passwords, uh, things you want to keep secret, API keys, things like that. Um, How do we deploy these to productions and do it in a secure way? We're going to be talking about that and how we're doing it now and how we're doing it wrong the the way we're doing it now and how we can change that for the future. Um, If you have something you would like to share on the PHP Roundtable, like a topic that you want to talk about, hit me up. I'm Sammy K on Twitter or ping PHP Roundtable on Twitter or go to phproundtable.com and submit the little form that says, I want to join the Roundtable or I got an idea for topic i'd like to thank so much craig and damien and vladimir and (laughs) andre i'm so bad with names i apologize for joining us in this episode and we'll see you folks in the next episode
3: peace yeah i really enjoyed it thanks yeah
0: (laughs) the php roundtable is recorded live using google hangouts on air if you'd like to get more information about the live broadcasts, visit phproundtable.com. While you're on the site, join the mailing list to get notified about the next live episode. And hey, maybe even join the conversation at the Roundtable. We'd love to hear what you have to say. The theme music is provided by Bensound at bensound.com. The PHP Roundtable logo was designed by Clint McManaman, and you can find him at mcmanaman.co. That's m-c-m-a-n-a-m-a-n dot c-o. Thanks for listening. I'm Sammy K. Powers and I hope you'll join us for the next episode.